Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 25 minutes away from 11 o'clock. Let's talk some super rugby with a fine rugby mind. Super scribe, author, man of the people, top bloke, rollicking tash at times. Uh, he doesn't need any two law enforcement products. He gets someone to mow his lawns. He is uh, Jamie Wall. He's back on the show. It's been too long, Jamie. Hope you're well. Yeah, yes, Nicky. Um, yeah, if I had a lawn, um, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely get someone to mow it, but uh, we're not, not that far up blue changes yet. <laughs> Let's talk the big issues from last night's game in Wellington, the uh, Hurricanes up against mm. the Brumbies, and the outrage there was no Hurricanes, Hurricanes chant played for the first time since 1996. I'm reliably informed. I didn't go to the game. Is this is this true? Is there any truth to this rumour? Uh, well, I was watching it on TV, and uh, there was there were a couple of tweets that got fired out about this. Um, this I have to say, this isn't the first time this has happened. I remember I was at Sky Stadium a few years back, uh, and it was the first game of the season, and I, and I had noticed that they hadn't played the song, and so I turned around and asked the media manager, hey, what's going on? And one phone call later, um, the song was going. So maybe they've got a new <laughs> DJ in there, and he hasn't he hasn't been given the, the the audio files that he needed before. But if this is some sort of deliberate move, I can assure you that there will be an investigation into this, and there will be some serious media pressure on the Hurricanes going forward. I'd like to go back to 1996 and actually ask them how they came up with Hurricanes, considering it's a hurricane. Um, we're not American, are we? I don't know. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole that I should probably avoid, Jamie. We can talk about this over a beer next time we catch up. <laughs> the game, played in front of a disappointing crowd, has to be said, only 8,500. This is a top-four matchup. These are two of the top-four informed sides, but again, this New Zealand-Australian uh, connection doesn't always invigorate people. But what about the quality of the game did it live up to a billing of a top four clash oh absolutely it did and 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 the two teams played like they were in the top four uh there was some there was some very good rugby played last night it wasn't perfect uh but you know that's there's a spread of all blacks across that hurricanes team and, and even more wallabies in that brumbies one uh and and they put on a show and the only complaint I've got is that it didn't really quite have the finish that it deserved you know the brumbies kind of left their run a little bit too late but uh, I mean, just from a gameplay point of view, I think that one thing that kind of flew under the radar a little bit was the impact that Owen Franks and Tavita Mafaleo had coming off the bench because the Hurricane Scrum has been a real weapon um, this it year. Has. And for those guys to come on and, and absolutely dominate the way they did, it was about, about on the hour mark. They won a couple of really crucial penalties uh, that put the game away. So those guys definitely deserve a beer after the game. Um, but yeah, to your point about how the fan didn't really capture the public's imagination, I think that a bit of that actually has to go on fans themselves, just not being able to make up their own mind uh, about, uh, <laughs> or just simply not being interested enough in this competition. Like, that's a good Brumbies team. There's, you know, there were some it really is. good players in there that are worth paying money to watch. And and they they almost knocked off uh, a Hurricanes side. Uh, so, I mean, I, I you know, there's... there's there's only so much marketing a Super Rugby team can do because they just they just don't have any money um, for a start. And and then and, and but I think that yeah I think the rugby community just needs to actually just kind of just open their eyes a bit, stop 
buying into the fact that the only games worth watching involve the Crusaders or the Chiefs or whatever, and yeah. just actually just kind of maybe just wake up to the fact that at least the Brumbies are, are worth watching. Because if you look at their record this year, I mean, they only lost one game going into last going into last night and the games that they had played were actually really interesting so I, I just think there's this narrative running through the media at the moment that if it doesn't involve one of the top New Zealand sides then it's not worth watching and that's not fair I don't I don't buy into that at all Super Rugby is really up against it as, as a competition a, a lot of it is its own fault but a lot more of it um, is kind of out of the control and and a lot of the, the bad press that we get about it is just because of the interference that uh, the All Blacks have on the competition but even then, even then, I don't think if you were going to objectively look at the quality of rugby played this year, yes, we've had a few dud weeks, like last weekend wasn't that great, but there have been some very, very good games um, gone on and some decent crowds. We saw, you know, there's 24,000 at Eden Park uh, for the for the Crusaders and Blues uh, back in round four. Um, there should be a decent crowd tonight in Hamilton. Um, and now the, the trick is to kind of get the, get that momentum going over into the other teams. I, I, I just don't know what's happening in Wellington. Like, crowds just for sport in general have been poor there for years now. Um, I'm, I'm not sure whether it's a stadium thing. You know, obviously I haven't lived in Wellington for a while now, but, you know, does something need to happen to the stadium? They're talking about a redevelopment. Maybe they should be talking about, about one in Wellington as well. Mm, interesting thoughts. A fun game. There were some great long-range tries in that first half. The key sort of period of the game that I, that I thought was after halftime, that the Canes took sort of control there, and then, you, as you describe, a, a late, too late a run from the Brumbies. So, so what changes do you think they made at the half to sort of assert some dominance in the second period? I think it was just realising that the ref uh, wasn't really calling anything, and they'd probably prime themselves to the fact that the Brumbies were going to play a very structured game. Obviously, they were really well known for their set-piece dominance, especially the line-out in the, in the 22. And they would have gone into this game um, probably thinking, like, we need to keep our discipline really, really tight to avoid them just setting up in the 22 and going for line-out drives because they could happily just do that all day if they, if they wanted to. And, um, and then it turned out the ref just, just <laughs> wasn't going to be calling anything. So I think that was the key that the, the coaches probably came down and said, boys, just let's switch to plan B and just open it up um, and really start attacking them um, across across the field. And because they did that, because they kind of had that ace up their sleeve, which I mentioned earlier with um, Owen Franks and Tabita Mafaleo being able to come on, uh, they were able to implement what they probably wanted to do uh, probably about 10 minutes earlier than they, 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 they had planned. And that's why it ended up being not a comfortable victory, but more like a, a kind of, they, they could probably just fold, uh, fold their arms after about 70 minutes and say like, okay, we've, we've got this one in the bag. And, 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 and just unfortunately for the Brumbies, they just couldn't get the ball into the 22 like they would normally, they normally would. But in saying that, they, they showed that they had a plan B as well, which is to give the ball to their 10-foot tall lock who can run faster than Usain Bolt. And he was <laughs> outstanding. Um, and they scored, two, they, scored, they scored two of the best. They scored two of the best tries you'll see this year in the first half, both to the same guy, yeah. Frost. And um, and it shows also as well that they're not a one-trick pony of a team. You know, they don't have to rely on their line-out drive. Um, and then in the second half, they they got their they got their line-out drive try. I was really impressed with um, a lot of players on the Brumbies team actually, like a few guys that could. Uh, give Eddie Jones plenty to think about. I think Tom Wright was was fantastic. In fact, the whole back three was. Corey Tall looks really, really 
um, promising. Adam Muirhead's been really, uh, uh, really good all year. Uh, and then in the, in the forwards, you know, obviously just talked about Nick Frost and uh, Rory Scott at, um, at, at flank. Uh, they're, they're just, they're, they're a good team. And if you actually look at their draw, this is the interesting thing, is that they've, I've got the, they've still got to play the Chiefs. Um, I believe that's in Canberra. Uh, and the Crusaders in Canberra, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they could, they could, but of course you've got to remember that the Chiefs and the Crusaders the probably do have to do something about their their um, their All Black situation as well. So that could oh. be a game where they end up rolling the dice on that. So that, I think it's five more games. They could definitely win four, and that could leave them in, in second, second or third place because the other New Zealand teams might end up cannibalising themselves on on the on the way to the finals. Yeah, interesting observation. Jamie Wall is with us. Uh, you don't need to do your best marketing job. This game should sell itself tonight. The Chiefs v the Crusaders. Um, who wins and why? It's a great question. I'm, I've been thinking about this uh, well, all week, really, because I, I don't know if I've really it's got, your a, job? got a definitive answer. <laughs> I think, well, yeah, well, there's that. Um, I think my, gut, my gut's telling me the Chiefs, by a very slim, slim margin... Um, and the reason why is uh, I think they just they've just fashioned enough of a culture around playing at home that it'll it'll get them it'll get them there. Uh, obviously, you don't want to count out the Crusaders. You know they're not um, the the they're the Crusaders. You know they've, they're, 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 they 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 have they have the ability to go and ruin a party like uh, they did at Eden Park last year, but. Uh, just the only thing that's sort of got me a little bit worried about this game is that both teams are going to keep a lot of their cards close to their chest because why would you um, why would you expose yourself and your moves and, and, and what you're trying to do in a game that could potentially be the, the preview of the final. So that, that's why I think it might be quite low scoring and a little bit cagey and pretty kick heavy because not that that's a bad thing though because I think last night's game was pretty kick heavy as well. Um, but I think that the way rugby is now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I, I do think the 50-22 rule has instituted probably what you call um, a degree of, of kicking that can be a, a lot more appreciated by a New Zealand, um, New right. Zealand audience. So I think that um, in saying that, I think the battle between Moanga and DMAC is going to be worth the watch by itself. Um, that's, that's, an, that's an all-black trial as, as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and that by the end of Super Rugby, one of those guys and all Bowden Barrett is going to have won themselves the, the 10 jersey in the first test that the All Blacks play this year in Argentina. So I think that that, that, is, that is the main thing that we're going to be able to see. And the best thing about a battle between two first fives is that, that, that all their skills are on show all the time. Um, they're both goal kickers as well. And this game may well come down to clutch goal kicking. So... That, that's a fascinating one. Um, and then uh, you've got Sean Stevenson, um, who's, in my opinion, has already has already booked himself a place um, in the All Blacks. Yeah, yeah and then, I think I'm with you. In the, in the, yeah, and then in the pack, you've got Brody Retallick and Sam Whitelock going up against each other, uh, which is always a great battle. And they've got a couple of guys who could potentially be the next Sam Whitelock and Brody Retallick uh, under their arms. So you've got um, Tubo Vai, who's obviously already played for the All Blacks, and the very promising Dom, Dom Gardner as well. So... Uh, and then there's the ongoing narrative of Sam Kane, um, who just seems to be getting better every week and is really answering his critics, of which there were a lot over the last couple of years. And I think that we're going to be seeing 
another big game out of him um, this year. There was talk during the week about his, uh, his captaincy. I think that story was kind of blown out of proportion, to be honest, um, because I think the reason why he hasn't had a conversation with Ian Foster about captaincy is because he doesn't really need to. I think that's a pretty easy call for um, <laughs> That's Ian, a waste of Ian everyone's Foster, time, right? isn't it? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. What um, a waste of a phone call that would be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and, and I think that if Ian Foster did ring him up and say, hey, I want to talk to you about the captaincy, he'd probably, uh, he'd probably say, hey, well, what do you mean? <laughs> We've, um, I, thought, I thought I had the job for, uh, for this four years anyway. So, so there's that. Um, I think he's playing great football anyway. Um, I, I can't yeah. think of anyone else who I'd rather have leading the All Blacks at the moment and, or, or playing number seven um, as well. The only guy who's kind of getting close to him is Dalton Papali'i. But in that case, if you're going to use... What Dalton Papali has been, how Dalton Papali has been used in the All Blacks um, since he's been picked, he may well end up on the blind side or, or as a guy coming off the bench. So I, yeah, I, I think that that's that's a bit of a dead debate to be honest. Great to chat as always, Jamie. Full of uh, great nuggets here. Do appreciate it, my friend. Go enjoy your weekend. No worries, Snake. And um, if you if you're supporting uh, grassroots rugby, get out and um, check out your club rugby this weekend, please. Absolutely. Well said, Jamie. Thanks, mate. Jamie Walk, great um, campaigner for the grassroots, still heavily involved. Washed up player, he describes himself as He went all right. Fine scribe and author. Check out his work um, across the, the rugby sphere. Really interesting thoughts. You may want to react to uh, what Jamie has pointed out, double eight, double three. whether it's about the Canes' victory last night against the Brumbies, that the Brumbies are a lot better than we. Perhaps little arrogant New Zealand rugby fans give credit for match up that is the Crusaders and Chiefs and some uh, interesting thoughts about um, you know the all-black puzzle uh, it is 11 away from 11 0800 this is the Saturday session you're listening to the Mowers Club Hour if you're out doing some chores today getting some well-earned brownie points to spend on sport let us know you're going in the draw to win a prize pack thanks to Tui Lawn Force back after the short break